If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, for the first 33 minutes, <laughs> we, do, we get into our introductory conversation. We talk about the Mind Pump photo shoot. What? Look oh forward God. to that nude calendar, ladies. We're going to hey. need a lot of Photoshop. Just hey. kidding. Demand is high. We talk about Justin's Res Erection Juice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Organifi. It's so tasty. It's Organifi oh. Red Juice. He had it pre-workout. Actually gave him a good pump. Yeah. Uh, we are sponsored by Organifi. If you go to Organifi.com forward slash Mind Pump and enter the code Mind Pump, you'll get 20% off. Then we talk about the NFL player who got busted for insider trading. What an idiot. He got all the answers correct. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do when you cheat. You idiot. Then we talk about the dangers of quick money. The Mr. Rogers documentary. Gotta watch this. Marketing to Won't kids. You be my neighbor. And Justin's obesity <laughs> letter. Oh man. And, Find out what this is about. And that's why I mentioned to Justin he should probably go to Health IQ, get some life insurance. <laughs> well, now I qualify. I've gone through this competition. Yeah, exactly. So Health IQ, one of our sponsors, if you go to healthiq.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get a free quote. Then we get into the questions. The first question was. If you were to train a power lifter, how would you do it? So we have a nice programming discussion in that part mm, of this episode. Little mind map. We also there. plug our boys there too. Jordan Shallow and Ben Pollock. Go check them out on Instagram. You could find Jordan Shallow at the Muscle Doc, the underscore Muscle underscore Doc, and then Ben Pollock at PH Deadlift. There he is. Then the next AKA question was Beast and Beast Junior. Next question was uh, fasted cardio versus fasted weightlifting. Is one better than the other? Or are they equal, or are we splitting hairs? It probably has to do with the hairs. Mm. Next question was, how do you properly train a person who has thyroid problems? So we talk a lot about exercising and training with hormonal issues. How do you balance yourself out? And the final question, what are some good strategies to implement for someone on a lower income that still wants to eat quality ingredients? Now, we did mention two of our other sponsors because they do provide very, very quality uh, very good for you type food at discounted prices. Thrive Market is the largest online retailer of non-GMO organic products. We also got you hooked up with them. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump, you'll get one month free membership, $20 off your three, first three orders of $49 or more and free shipping. And then Justin mentioned Butcher Box. They serve grass-fed meats right to your door. Grass the fed, best. grass finished. The best. I lived off this. If you go to butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump, you will get free bacon. Yep, that's right. Free bacon. Two ribeyes, $10 off, and free shipping on your first order. Also, there's only five days left. What? One, two, five, three, four, five days left for the MAPS Strong launch promo. If you go to mapsstrong.com, enter the code Strong 30, no space, strong, and the number 30, you'll get $30 off and a free Map Strong t-shirt. Remember, this is the program designed with a strong man to make you strong, lean, functional, have stamina. It's a fun program. It is very different from anything you've ever done. New exercises. It's a blast. You're going to enjoy it. Again, Strong 30 is the code. Go to mapstrong.com, get $30 off and a free shirt. This promotion ends Sunday the 16th. T-shirt time! What time is it, Doug? It's T-shirt time! Oh! <laughs> Merry 
there it is. <laughs> I want to see how long it took before. <laughs> All right, we had ten reviews. We're giving out three shirts. All right. The winners are Michigander Ecos, Sheehan Fitness, Sollywood 007. All of you are winners. Send the name I just read to iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size, your shipping address, and we'll get that right out to you. How are you guys feeling right now? Man, that's a lot of lifting. Yeah. Damn, dude. Photo shoots, photo shoots are deceiving, and I'm not going to lie. <laughs> We're getting older. We might have to get some fake weights. I, oh, my God. We might dude, have to get some fake weights, there, dude. That's the day. Because I tell you what, even 135, you lift it up enough times, boy, you get fucking tired. Well, especially because a photographer's like, hold it. Yeah. yeah. Hold it. Yeah, it's Good. all the isometric yeah. stuff, right? Oh. I noticed that, too. And you're trying not to look stupid with your face, and you're trying to do all, you know. <laughs> well, we like, should tell our audience. Which is really hard for you. We should yeah. tell our audience yeah. what's going on right now. Like, we're in the middle of, uh, you know, getting a facelift, right? Not mm. us, literally, but our our brand, and we've been waiting for this for some time. We're Those, our tits done. It's been a while since we've <laughs> shared with the audience kind of the behind-the-scenes uh, stuff with Mind Pump and the growth of Mind Pump, and this is kind of... I remember when we first started doing this, and I brought Taylor on board, and Taylor was, was just had such a hard time with the website. He was so frustrated with it because he felt like it wasn't yeah. a representation of the brand and didn't want this look. And I kept, didn't disagree with him at all. Right, right. And I remember you were the same way too at the beginning. And you know, I, I had to get you guys to calm the fuck down for a minute because yep. there's other parts of the business that were far more important at that time. And, and that part, a part of that is providing incredible content for you guys for free and at a pace that most of you can't even consume it at. And then we come back and we address the website. So we're here now. It's exciting to yes. clean yeah, it up. Coming full and they, circle. And they wanted a bunch of photos of us doing all kinds of shit. We did exercises. Then we did a bunch of posing photos and photos together. And then they're super awkward. Like they make you stand together. We're like, all right, now have fun. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Do something with your hands. Don't look so tense. Yeah. Uh, like, okay. Ah, okay. Hey, I'm having fun. Yeah. Like, it's really, you know, weird. And then, you know, Justin farts and everybody yeah, laughs. And it's perfect. Adam tickles you in a weird place. And then we get the best, yeah, uh, the best absolute photo. But then it's exhausting because you're lifting the whole time, posing for these photos, not realizing that that is a very difficult, <laughs> exhaustive part. And then at the end, he's like, all right, now you guys can actually just work out. Like, just do your normal workout. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is not. I'm I'm blasted. Justin literally was laying down on the ground, did not want to do anything. Yeah. So I brought him a little pre-workout. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I've been depleted this whole competition, man. <laughs> you guys, what was that? You guys don't even know. What, what concoction did you make? Him? I just gave him the red juice. Yeah. Uh, okay. The, the organic. The red resurrection juice. juice, as I call it. <laughs> the Dude, resurrection yeah. juice. <laughs> you just dump it all over him. Yeah. I thought you called it the erection the juice. Third for day. A second. Uh, yeah. I, I rise again. Oh, but I didn't think it was red. I couldn't see what it was. It worked. It did. It got you picked up. It so actually got me, yeah, it got me going. It's the beet juice and the rhodiola. Rhodiola gives people a good feeling, a lot of people a good feeling. Yeah. I don't necessarily respond well to it, but I know you and Doug like rhodiola a lot. I do. I do respond well with that. And uh, also, dude, the beet juice, like, so I've read the same studies you've read with, with beet juice and like how that is like a great natural source, mm. you know, for this this type of energy and, and almost Nitric, like a pre-workout you get effect. Pump. You get the yeah. pump from that. It's That's a, what it is. It's actually the most effective nitric oxide booster that you can find like forget citrulline yeah. and argan it comes from nature shit. yeah beets is that true is it does it is it better than citrulline and arginine because that's it, like the i mean everybody rants it's the gold and standard right right that's like the big you know in the pre-workout world everyone's debating over who has more citrulline or arginine inside their no pre-workout. Beet, actual beet juice will show uh real performance increases and in benefits 
Citrulline so is what mixed. Is, Organine it, doesn't show anything. So is really? Yeah. So is that because? Is it just because the stupid tingly feeling that that's why it's? No, there? you're thinking beta alanine. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. right. Beta alanine is yeah. the one that makes. No, you beta alanine is legit for for stamina. There's, that's legit. Will will give you a mm. couple more. So reps. then, what's the purpose of the citrulline? I know that. So citrul. So arginine is a precursor to uh, nitric oxide. So the theory is, if you eat a bunch of arginine. Then your body will produce more nitrogen. Which oxide. is still just a theory, right? Well, it, it, it works if you take it intravenously. <laughs> but if you consume it in your mouth, uh, like most people take it. I was going to say, yeah. are you recordably doing yeah, this? Yeah, you could do it the Ben Greenfield a, a, way. Again, why I say it's still considered a theory, right? Yeah, this is something that we have not proven actually will literally. Well, studies have shown it doesn't do anything. So when you eat it, your, your body degrades it and it doesn't work. Citrulline doesn't get degraded like arginine, and citrulline gets turned into arginine by the body, which then boosts nitric oxide. So citrulline actually boosts nitric oxide and they can measure it, whereas arginine doesn't. But beet juice does all of that, plus it has studies that show actual performance yeah. benefits, especially with- I've uh, heard a lot of athletes rave about it. Oh, it's, it's like I said, it's one of the few supplements that, you know, and it's, why, now why isn't like this big, it's becoming a big thing, but why is it not- is popular in the, in the muscle building world because it's it's a food maybe I don't know because you yeah. can go buy beets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Simple as that. Wow, but, I didn't know that it rivaled your. I didn't know it rivaled that for a pump. It's one of the best things you could. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I've taken it. I mean, I've been do. I do the Christmas blend. That's what we, we oh, started. The, we started that a long time ago. Red and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I just mix them together. You know? I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so. no. I mean, it takes good by itself. What I like about it too is it gives me this little boost of energy, but it doesn't feel like I'm on hyped up on a bunch of caffeine. It's not a stimulant, <laughs> right? No. So no, if you're no. somebody who like was looking for a little bit of energy, but then you also don't like the way you feel when you're on a bunch of caffeine, like this mm -hmm. is a really good option. That, that would be I, I, that's what I typically. If people ask me what should they take pre workout, what I typically recommend is either coffee or caffeine or something that contains caffeine and the Organifi red juice. I found yeah. that to be the Smoothest, nicest type of a. Uh, Did of a you bus. guys see how many bottles Brett like smuggled on his yes. way out? Wait, wait, hold on, hold <laughs> on. Like, what did he I, do, dude? I gave him the green light, and I'm uh, like, oh, he took it full advantage Did of you that. Just take a bunch of supplements. Yeah, he must have yeah, took he fucking like, three hundred dollars worth. Dude, did he really? To go tell yeah. him to get well, him some I, more. I told him, I said, well, Organifi sends us a pretty nice shipment every single month. So I said, go for it, man. Use it. Use hey, it. Send him an invoice. Yeah. Yeah. The next when we pay our marketing team next, there'll be a subtraction on there. Mine is four hundred. And fifty dollars in supplements. Jesus what, <laughs> dude? Did you did you guys see uh, in the news about uh, what's it called? Um, the best burger place in California. What is it? In and out. Yeah. No. Guys, no. You guys didn't see what's going on. With oh, because they made a donation to the G GOP. Is that yeah. It? Did you see that? No. I, saw, well, I just saw the headline. I didn't read it. So apparently, the you know In and Out Burger, the company or whatever, donated twenty five thousand dollars, which is chump change for for In and Out. To the Republican Party, right? So they wrote a check to the Californian Republican Party for twenty five thousand dollars, and it was a you know public filing. They have to put it out in public, and so people can find it. So well, now you've got all these people. Democrats are up in arms. About yeah, that, huh? yeah. All these people who are who are boycotting, uh, you know, uh, in and out for doing that because they're like, "Fuck you, support Trump. Fuck you. We're not going to eat oh, anything." Wow. You know, I like well, this. Well, In-N-Out's conservative. You know that. Yeah, they're yeah. A, aren't they a Christian? Owned? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I think there's like I mean, a Bible like verse on there. Yeah, uh, on, yeah. All, on all the bottom yeah. of all their stuff. You know what? This is what I like about this is the way you should protest. If I could dis even if I disagree with you, I don't care. You can take your money. Yeah. And and you know what'll happen? It makes sense. If enough people do this, then companies will think twice about you know putting their money in and trying to donate. Right, right. You know, I like that. I no. like that people do it that way. I hate the other the other way people do it where they. 
you know, they try to interrupt business by right. protesting on their property. Did or you guys see the the line? I'm sure you did because you don't watch, you don't follow probably any sports stuff. But there's a linebacker in the NFL, Kendricks. I forget his first name. He Johnny. It was worth a shot. Good guess. <laughs> he got he got busted for insider trading. Guy doesn't. Guys never traded stocks before. What, what was he? What was he trading? Listen. So you guys never traded stocks Wait, before. Wait, where does he play for? He, he I, I don't know who he plays for. Okay. Uh, he he's plays a, for the football league. Yeah. He's yeah. <laughs> Stop. I for, sorry. I'm the, sorry. With the captain obvious. Yeah. I, I'll 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 find the article and then I'll sh- I'll share it with you. I read it I read it earlier this morning, but he opens up a, an account with like eighty eighty thousand in it. And all and he and he buys four stocks. All four stocks go to like one point five million. He hits a home run on like every one of them. Oh, you've never stu- that's convenient. You've, yeah, you've never <laughs> traded before. You're an NFL player. Oh, come on, man. You open up with eighty thousand. All all four stocks you buy go fucking yeah. ape shit, and yeah. you make fucking millions of dollars. Well, they say you're not supposed to telegraph your punch. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, yeah, you, so what were the? Do you know what the stocks were? Or, or? No, I mean, the article talked about it, but that doesn't matter. Why does that matter? Well, it would be interesting to see where he would get that information. I mean. You're an NFL player. You're around all kinds of big, right. and that's big re- wigs see, and, So this is really popular right now. If you don't know this, uh, I mentioned this before a little bit on the podcast when we were talking about um, the Warriors and Kevin Durant coming over. So one of the new moves that, and it's not like brand new. It's it's relatively new. That's becoming popular to attract oh. players mm-hmm. to your city is to, hey, it's not just about the NFL or the NBA contract you get, but these agents are also lining you up with... Real business. Real business. Yeah. And it's smart. It's a, Very from, smart. From a professional standpoint, it's really, really smart for the athlete to mm-hmm. not put all his eggs in one basket and be like, it's all about my career because if I blow my knee out, but how cool is that? You come over to the Silicon Valley, you, you start with the Warriors, and, you well, know, it's someone- an exciting trend because I'm, I've always wanted athletes to, you know, think bigger about, you know, because their careers are so short, you know, right. and, to, and, you know, having policies within uh, like the NFL, or the NBA or whatever are great. But like, it's really up to the individual to, mm-hmm. you know, get smarter about how they invest. Oh, their the money stats and- are ridiculous on how many of them go broke. Oh, well, the, yeah. diff- the difference between, you know, earning your money in a way where you're, let's say, an entrepreneur versus earning it playing sports. It's different in the sense that you're, like it, they're, close, you're really, they're really good at sports. Well, they're really, they're, really good they're at closer. Yeah. They're closer to people who win the lottery. Yeah, I mean that's you know. It, I mean it's, it's a lot of hard work, right? It's definitely. To, yeah, not to take anything from their athletic ability, but when, they you, have no, when you get that flux of money, when you be, when you're a college person and you get a college kid and you get no money, then all of a sudden you get a contract yeah. for mm-hmm. millions of dollars. There's something you're to like, be said. It's unlimited. I mean, and I say this even even in the current business that we're in right now, like. I would have never wanted our business to grow faster than it did. And it sounds stupid, right? If someone's listening, like, that sounds really stupid. Why wouldn't you want your... Because. Because it's it's scaled just right. The infrastructure isn't right. there yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's allowed us to be able to scale up a little bit, then take those funds, reinvest in the business, learn strategies, make mistakes, learn from those mistakes, have to budget, have to be well, smart. Well, that's just it, is that you're... When you do well at a sport and you get paid for that, you have you, that doesn't mean you have any skill with money. So now you've got all this money, and you don't know how to keep it. There's a lot of people don't realize this, and I know this because half of my family are investment bakers. And they work with, you know, millionaires on investments, and they tell me that one of the hardest things to do, it, besides making the money, is how to keep it. Yeah, that's yeah. a very very difficult thing to do. And if you don't believe me, look, I can uh, list off, I can rattle off a bunch of celebrities and, and athletes yeah. who at some point were worth 10, 15, 20, 30 million dollars or more now are bankrupt. 
there's artists and musicians like that. that so as well. I believe we're going to see this, and yep. I think I think we're we're at the beginning of it. Um, and I know I just recently, not that long ago, on a podcast, went on a rant about you know these Instagram celebrities that blow up and they have businesses where they're making six hundred thousand to a million dollars a year, and every all these kids are worshiping them. And I'm like, these fuckers don't know how to run a business. Yeah, they are they they are having quick instant fame that's being able to convert into quick money because they they sell T-shirts or they do something or they sell supplements or they do something gimmicky, and it's not a legitimate business model. And eventually, that shit comes out from underneath you. And hopefully, you know, they were smart and invested their money in other places. Some of them might be doing that, but I bet you a big majority yeah. of them are, are reinvesting in Ferraris and Lamborghinis yeah. and the fucking well, high life. What's interesting is like the only parachute or the only thing I see like any business people coming in and kind of showing them is like the, the creation of these mastermind groups and these <laughs> these sort of like yeah these other extensions That's of a like bubble. how to, yeah so they're th- but that literally is the only strategy I see yeah. that is like a, an extension of them just getting advertisement money for showing their. Dude, if this guy did do insider training, he's an idiot because if he did do it, he's a, he's a clown because- He did. He's busted. He, for sure they caught him. Yeah, busted. Like, where did you learn how to cheat? Like, everybody in elementary school understands that if you have the answers to the test, you purposely miss- Question. No, exactly. You never go like, 100%. You, like, yeah, you get yeah. 10 stocks and you make six of them and you invest a little bit of money and you let them do whatever. And then you pick the four winners. Yeah. Like, but. Or you pick one winner and right. you pick a bunch of losers <laughs> yeah. because it's so obvious, you know? Yeah, yeah. But you know what it reminds me of is, you know, I had friends, I had some real close friends who got into the, uh, like the home loan uh, business, the finance business for during the, when the housing market was exploding, especially in the Bay Area, before the 2008 crash, I knew guys that were sales counselors in gyms or sales managers in gyms, decent sales guys. They weren't the best. Most of them were good C and B players. They could they could they could sell. They knew how to close, but they weren't like great. Whatever. They went into this market where it was the fucking wild west, and I, these guys were making five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred thousand dollars a year, and just buying expensive cars, blowing it on parties, blowing it on drugs, blowing it on whatever. And then after 2008, like one of my buddies went from making $750,000 a year, no joke, to the following year after 2008, barely made $65,000. Wow. That's how big of a cut that happened to him when the market went down. But he was so ill-prepared. What a change of lifestyle that must well, have promoted. He was, he was so ill-prepared. Oh, I had buddies that lost five, Man. six houses. That's rough. Yeah, yeah. 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 I lost everything yeah, yeah. and he went into the de- de- deep depression as a result of it. Um, and it's really crazy. Quick, quick money's dangerous, man. It quick is. money is is really dangerous. And it's funny that we. And I mean, it's also I, I constantly have to remind my myself that on the journey that we're currently on, even ourselves, that it's like, you know, there's there's good, there's good parts of it being hard and a grind and mm-hmm. having setbacks and struggles because that's the, that's the learning curve that I think everybody has to go to. You get all this flux of money out of nowhere. Anyway, I mean, again, I remember when we first started and saying like, you know, how many people like. You know that have a business right now, and say it's successful. Say you run a nice little business and you make a little bit of money for yourself. You know, and I said, hey, I want to give you ten million dollars because I like you and I like your business so much. Like, how many people would really know how to spend that ten million dollars to make sure they make twenty or thirty million dollars? They wouldn't know what to do with it. Most people wouldn't. Let's be honest. They they would have no idea what to do. Yeah, I mean, and I feel okay with saying that I didn't. You know, when we where we where were we at? I mean, a lot of the things that we we have done have kind of unfolded, you know, as we've continued to grow and learn and then and to push different avenues of business. There's been a lot of things that we looked at and thought, oh, this was the direction we want to go and then find out, oh, that's not that important. And then 
other areas that we probably put up, we postponed longer than we should have. Like we talk about the YouTube channel a lot of the times, like, you know, that was a learning lesson for us. I mean, we could have been, uh, I was just listening to a great, I sent you, you guys listen to that Gary Vee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Was that great or what? Talking about that. I mean, I thought that was really, really, really cool. Um, you know, and we've made mistakes like that within the business that you think is a good idea and you find out later on it's not, but no, my, my goal is to, you know, as things grow, my goal is to put myself in a position where in five to 10 years, I don't have to work. Not that I don't want to work because I'll probably never stop working. It gives me purpose. Yeah, and you just have it. financial freedom. Yeah. To the point where, and not like millions of dollars, but no, enough to where, okay, if I wanted you're to, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if I really, really wanted to, I could stop everything and I'm making this income from my investments. Now, what does that require? Well, it requires that you don't live, you know, beyond your means. That's all it means. It just means you just you just you're making tons of money. Well, you live a little bit better than you are, but really look and examine your life. And the reality is, like I know me, right? I know how much more I'll elevate my my living standards. And I know where the limit is. And there really is a limit for me. I, I could make billions of dollars and I would never live above a certain limit. Not because I think it's wrong or whatever. I just don't see a lot of value in it. Figure that out for yourself. Figure where that is. Make it realistic. And everything beyond that, take that money and, and, and figure out ways to set yourself up so you don't have to work later you, on. Because- you, you've got to watch. Um, and by the, I cannot believe that I waited this long to, to share this on the podcast because I wanted to go see it. I finally watched it when I went on Apple is uh, is the Mr. Rogers documentary. Mm. Oh. Dude, so fucking good on, like, that was good. on another level good. Really? Like, I recommend everybody watch it. Uh, I watched him as a kid. I did not know uh, half of uh, who he really was and what his mission was and was what he was trying to do. I was wrong about him. I thought he was a Navy SEAL. That's so a myth. He, they, yeah, they yeah. talk about it in the in the, the documentary. I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they talk about it. he was a, he was actually a minister. Oh wow! So, it, but his the story is is fucking awesome. And one of the things he touches on and he talks about because um, he started in 1968 was his concern um, for this new medium, television. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it reminds me of kind of what we're seeing going on with Instagram and oh, the wow. fear of the your internet. kids. Yeah, the kid and what he saw was how it is an incredible tool to to learn from and to teach others and he saw the way it was being used mm. and he feared for children right. and because he saw the commercials and the cartoons yes. and the, the type the agendas of agendas in the, the background the content and yeah. and one of the things that he addresses and you think back and now I think today where we are and think wow how different it was probably in the 60s and 70s and and, and how we are as consumer and he, and he touches on this like they were they were training kids to be consumers at such a young age, sure. yeah. and at, at a level they weren't they would never be advertising. The kids weren't picking up magazines yeah. and watching and getting advertisement mm-hmm. that way. You know what I'm saying? They're not driving and looking at billboards or seeing things like that. So the advertising wasn't geared towards children really at that point. It really started to ramp up when television came out because you had cartoons and kids watching TV, yeah. and then out comes like all these sugar cereal commercials, yes. with the crackhead bunnies yes. and. <laughs> You know, so, it's funny before you were able to can re- Sam before you could record your your TV chat shows and, and fast forward commercials and stuff like that. And you, if you paid attention to the commercials on kids TV shows, mm-hmm. there wasn't there wouldn't be a single product, maybe one out of a hundred that you would think would be good for your kid. No joke. It was it's ninety nine percent terrible, terrible, shitty just food, garbage. Garbage food for your kids. Yeah. Like 99% of it. You watch and you're just like, this is- <laughs> Part of your balanced breakfast. And so what happens is if you're a parent, and look, I, the responsibility falls on the parent, okay? It just does. That's the way the way it is. 
But if you're a parent and you and your kid is on media all the time, believe it or not, you are competing with that media over the influence of your child. Oh, That's you really hear it right is. away, like a, even a toy commercial, whatever comes on, immediately they both turn to me, I want that, Dad. You know, yeah. I want I want that for Christmas. I want and they're already like making mental note. They got sold so easily on that commercial. Yeah. I, was, I was like, whoa, that is powerful. It is. Think and think that didn't exist that no. long ago. No. You know, and you think about and so and I in I think the the point he makes and that and and I think he was right when you think about us now as adults, we really are that the keeping up with the Joneses and this living beyond our means and we're such a consumer mm-hmm. society now that we probably weren't really like that 60 plus years ago. Yeah. You know, yeah. not not like we are now where the credit cards are and we run debt up like crazy. Uh, name and, brands like mean yeah. everything. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. As usual, it's, you know, something good. Humans can always, there's always a, a can be a bad side of it. And the good side of it is that we have, we've created a, a system and a society that we now have the means to be able to do that, which is a good thing. The bad part about it is because we've been we've raised in this in this culture of consumerism that we place purpose and value on things, and that's the mistake. So it's okay to buy things. It's okay to have the means for all these things. That's wonderful. I mean, less people starve today. More people have houses. More people have central heating and cars. And you know, it's just it's a lot more people have clothes. It's just a lot better today than it was, you know, fifty or a hundred or two, especially two hundred years ago. However, one of the side effects of that is we have now started to worship and value things instead of things that actually give us purpose. And so what you end up with is a, is a bunch of people, a, a whole generation that is raised and grown up without real hardships, without lots of the, the classical hardships, I should say, because there's always hardships, but not the classical ones like, oh my God, where do we, we do we have a place to live? Oh yeah. my God, we don't have food. Right. I need to hunt. Like, not a problem. We have to go to war. Yeah, not really a problem, but they're raised in this society where it's like, I want more things, and they seek and search for purpose in things, and you'll never find it. You'll never find it in things, and then that then you end up getting anxious and depressed and whatever, and that becomes kind of the problem. But the 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 very thing that causes or the very thing that communicates that, which is media, is the very thing that can counter it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I love about media so right. much, especially new media, is that you ha- you can put out counter like a lot like what yes we're doing. and no. But that's then you get scared. Then you get it gets a little scary sometimes too. And I didn't for know sure. I didn't know this, but so he ran for like five years or so, like just ratings exploding. Everyone loves him. He's like super famous and everything like that. But it was, uh, it was publicly, it was funded by the government. Yep, PBS. Oh, yeah, yes, PBS, yeah. and then it, and we had a conservative president at the time. Well, in comes Nixon afterwards, uh, and Nixon wants to abolish it. Sure. So here's actually, and you can do, you can look this up on YouTube. You can actually watch Mr. Rogers speak in front of Congress. Incredible fucking, and it's in the documentary. Yeah. But if you just want to watch that YouTube. You know, Mr. Rogers in front of Congress yep. fighting for the funding, and it's fucking really cool. Does well, he win or what? He does. Yeah. And well, it's, and, and, it's cool how he and, wins. And here's the thing, like, you know, when it comes to that, that you know, exactly what you're talking about, like, I mean, yes, they, they funded his, his programs. Government also funded a lot of other stuff that told us, you know, eating a particular way was healthy when it wasn't, or right. you should do this, it's good for you when it really isn't. So I don't necessarily trust any of that, but back then, and actually up until not that long ago, Bandwidth was very limited, and so with T- when it came to TV, it was the barrier to get on TV was so high. Even in 1968, it was so difficult and so high. You need a lot of money, you need a lot of connections. <clears throat> Today, the barrier to get a video or information online 
is super low. It's super, super low. Yeah, you say so that. So Mr. But Rogers. Then, so don't you don't you fear though, like what we see going on with Alex Jones and things like that, where people are getting pulled off their medium and people yeah. are censoring them. Well, but he still has companies. He still has his own website. He does right now. Yeah. He does right. Yeah. But I mean, you got to think that. That's, don't let anybody control that. That's right, just it. Right. That's you know? that is the little scary part about that. Always. Is like, yes, I agree with you that we do live in a very cool time where you know if bad stuff comes out or shitty information, you can counter that by starting your own YouTube channel and pushing it out there. But, you know, then you start to see these extreme examples of like the Alex Joneses and stuff that get pulled. And it makes me kind of wonder, like you saw what's going on with Trump. Didn't Trump's got some issue going on right now with uh, Google. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look that up, Doug. Google that. Uh, Trump battling Google right now. And I just saw this on the news, I think yesterday or the day before. And they're saying that they're filtering some of his stuff. Like, so that when you Google him only like, all the negative, stuff yeah, all the negative stuff does. So he's in, he's in a battle with them right now. I haven't got, I haven't had a chance to dive in deeper. I thought maybe you guys seen it, Sal. I thought for sure. No, interesting. No, yeah. I mean Google's a private company. Yeah, again, yeah, same thing. They can do that. <laughs> they can you do know, whatever they here's want. the deal. Let's say let's say that you know Google and Facebook all of a sudden are like screw. Not that they would do this, but let's just say they they did, and they're like screw this particular political party side, let's say they said, screw liberals or screw conservatives. Yeah. We're not showing conservatives anymore. Conservatives could go make their own. Somebody would make a, a conservative channel and you'd have enough people to come over and make it. just creates a new market. It, you just got to kind of wait it out and see what happens. But it is, it is very well, I mean, is that, isn't it sure how either, I don't know who came first, Fox and CNN happened, right? I'm yeah. sure one happened and then the one was- CNN the, was first. Right, CNN happened and then Fox was probably the response yeah. to and that. And Fox gets more better- more viewers, I think, than all the other ones. I think even combined. Oh it's, wow! Yeah, yeah, I think it's the highest rated. Dang. Oh, you know, twenty four hour news in terms of uh, in, t- in terms of viewership. Unless you're Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan gets yeah. more views and listens than all of them. That's, that's that's just it, man. I love it. Hey, look, man. anytime I mean, what makes humans special? You know, people think, oh, we're so intelligent. Well, well, on your own, you're not really that special. You, 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 the reason what makes humans intelligent is our ability to stand on the shoulders of people before us. And that came uh, the from compounding effect. That came that all started really that really exploded when somebody came up with the abstract, the truly abstract and strange idea of being able to create symbols that represent sounds and you combine those symbols to make words and those words mean things. A very fucking radical abstract thought if you really think about it. It wasn't pictures like here's an elephant. It was like this symbol is the sound sh or s or whatever and they wrote things out and now yeah. you can record things and now I make discoveries. Mm-hmm. I record them. I teach people. They record theirs. We die mm-hmm. and a new person is born and guess what? They don't start from scratch. They read what I wrote and then they well, create you their know own. all that came from aliens though, right? Probably. <laughs> but our ability to- Yanunaki. Our ability to communicate, share information and record information is directly related toward the speed at which we progress and we are progressing, fa- and I don't know what the destination is. This is the problem. The destination may be self-destruction. It may be enlightenment. Who knows? But we're heading there much fucking faster today with new media than ever before. Yeah. And that's fucking exciting. It, it is. It's crazy. It, like, I, Look, I use us as an example all the time. We, Our show would not be possible today if it wasn't. For, if we were in old media, if this were 20 years ago, <laughs> yeah. all of us would have got together and done what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. We would have wrote a book that maybe we could sell on the back of you yeah, know, Muscle we, and Fitness. We may have had to like tour you know, and get in front of 
people like one on one, like that would have been a, quite the hustle we would have. Oh, it never worked. Yeah, it, it, would, it wouldn't happen. We would own a not gym. at this stage no. in life. No, no, no it wouldn't. Yeah. We'd, be gym, we'd be gym owners. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, would. But we'd I also have a really I, cool gym. I also think that's part of the that was part of the brilliance was. Uh, I mean, I saw as much as we saw the need in the fitness industry. You know, we also saw where the medium was going. I mean, oh, yeah. talking about Mister Rogers today. Yeah, you got to look ahead. You know, you know he he saw this he saw right away this television thing that lots of people were just consuming mm -hmm. and he saw that as a tool which is that's how i felt i looked at podcasting i saw podcasting and people doing it and listening to it and how easy it was to to get involved in it and how easy it was oh, to share it and download dude way more convenient than radio like come on man like i i remember i would get into shows from radio and you know you'd have to listen for specific things like on a Friday at yeah. like between this and this and I'm like and then I got my class schedule like interrupted that and then I never I stopped listening it's like it's so inconvenient you know? yeah, but I love that show you know it, yep, exactly uh, oh and I also have to mention uh, one of our other sponsors I want to make sure before I forget if you're listening right now and you'll die at some point, <laughs> which is all of Stark, here. Statistically, which you know, if, if you're going to die. I wonder if Health IQ likes us scaring people into yeah, contracts. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't think they care. Listen, you're going to yeah. As long as they get the contract. It's a gangster move. Health you know? IQ is uh, life insurance, and it's designed for fit and healthy people. So you go on uh, their website, you get a free quote, uh, but they they're, it's designed for people who are fit and healthy, so... It's which, you guys. Which is great if you're- or it a, will be you. I'll tell you why this is great too. As a man, you know, I weigh 200 pounds and I'm about six foot. That puts me on the heavier side of the B, you know, what is it, BMR or whatever? BMI, the, yeah, BMI. BMI, excuse me. BMI, yeah. Uh, and, but I'm lean. I'm obviously lean. And, but if you don't know that, I may get a higher Yeah, I'm, con I'm considered obese when I do those. Oh, dude. Right. The regular doctor chart. I told chart. you what happened to me, right? Like I went into one of those, uh, I wanted to get a checkup from from Kaiser and right. uh, they, did, they assessed everything. The doctor didn't even look at me, right? Yeah. And, and basically like- you know, got her a BMI score that was really high. It was like obese. And, and so I get a letter from their, their clinic downstairs, you know, for their obesity clinic saying that like, Hey, I understand, you know, you had <laughs> a visit. Like, yeah. And it was like giving me some kind of trial offer to like go into oh, you the clinic. You should have took a picture of that, dude. Oh my God. I yeah. do. I still have it. Well, Sal and I have been meaning to talk to you. So. <laughs> Come on, man. That's this a bad example. That's when it was accurate. Stop it. <laughs> 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 Open up a can on that one. <laughs> uh, Did I tell you? But now I qualify for our uh, sponsors. So yeah. There no, you go. No, yeah. Health IQ is life. It's good. Good price. Life. Did I tell you this? Last last night, I was hanging out with uh, Jessica and uh, Christina Rice, and they, and we were all talking about the show. And they're like, "You guys pick on Justin too much about his weight <laughs> on the show." Like, shut up, he doesn't oh, care. I, you know, I love Christina, but come on, man, like that's that's funny, dude. Yeah, I, 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 I was I say bring it more. Like, I feel I like I, have, it. I feel like I haven't had any fat jokes. In fact, I feel like you've been jabs about the ball thing way more than I think. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like I'm on the. Uh, I've been on the hot seat. Well, I tried to explain to Jessica and yeah. Christina. We pushed in that direction. I tried to explain them, to them how guys operate because girls just don't typically operate this way. This is what guys do. Yeah. We don't make fun of each other with shit that doesn't exist like girls do. Oh, yeah. We make fun of real things about each other, like real. I make fun of your voice all the time, all the time, all the yeah. time, and I appreciate it. 
it's it, like I, I just constantly I can't help myself. And if I <laughs> you know listen, I mean? and here's the thing: if I show that it bothers me at yeah. all, it'll get you oh get more. Oh, yeah. more. oh, it's coming. It's, <laughs> more, more, more is coming. It gets a lot worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, Piggy. I was trying to break that down for them. Like, no, 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 no. Please don't say that to Justin, or don't don't tell me that because I'm gonna do it more. Now, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we talked about uh, this before. That I mean, didn't we debate this or or at least speculate on this that it was something that's just it's just innate in in men as this survival of the fittest type of thing where yeah, it's test each other yeah like it's like we we're like going to it war sense, like if i if we're if we're you know thousands of years back and i'm picking my team of guys that's going out you're not going to pick the guys his feelings hurt. no no yeah if <laughs> it's the four, short, it's like four of us in this room and yeah. I, I insult all of you and the guy who buckles and fucking cries it's like you stay with the chicks and you fucking gather because the three of us are going to go yeah. hunting like yeah. you're not watching yeah. my back here we go yeah, yeah you're, you're not the, invited yeah you're not the, when, the, yeah. when the fucking tiger jumps out you're the one who screams and runs the other direction you're the like, first to get eaten. Yeah. You, you're crying because I call you Bucktooth. Yeah. What's what are you gonna do when the woolly mammoth fucking stampedes against us? You're gonna cry. You stay home. We're gonna yeah, go hunting. Yeah. We can't. We can't have you in the group. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. All right, our first question is from Freeman Axtell. If you were to train a power lifter, how would you do it? Very carefully. Heavyweights. Yeah. <laughs> Next Start with heavyweights. Next question, Doug. Next question. Yeah. Can, we, can we do that one episode? Just, just fuck with everybody? Yeah. Like, yes. One short, <laughs> yeah. like, like one sentence answer. It is within like, my capability. Can Thank Mind you. Pump answer the questions with one sentence? Yeah. 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 You know, um, <clears throat> when you're training strength athletes, the- How about strong? Yeah, well, map strong. Map stro- here's the deal: powerlifting, the comp- com- competing in powerlifting, is uh, very specific, right? right? They compete in three core lifts, right? Bench right. press, deadlift, and squat. So, idea, of course, the goal is to get as good, sharpen the hell out of those as possible lifts. at those lifts, yeah. and then on top of it, you want to train all the support structures right. of the body. For those lifts, all the things. So technique is, I, I, I think for powerlifters, technique is number one. Yeah. It's even more important than strength because poor technique with good strength just results in injury. Right. So technique would be number one. <clears throat> then you're focusing obviously strength on the core lifts and then you're strengthening all the stabilizer muscles to prevent injury from happening. But when it comes to, to strength sports, especially one like powerlifting, it's very specific. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're you're very specific with how you apply. Have you guys ever followed like a, a straight powerlifting routine? Well, with percentages of weight. And I all that? I definitely want to use this as an opportunity like method to and all that. Share with our audience two of our really good friends that are tied to us that that do this that I think we have a lot of respect for, and I think you should follow if you don't follow on Instagram already, which is Ben Pollock. And then also Jordan Shallow. So mm-hmm. Dr. Jordan Shallow and and now, by the way, Dr. Ben Pollock now. He finished his, his, oh, his nice. doctor. Yeah. So he's why do f- they gotta be strong and smart? I know. I don't like that. That's why they're bad. But that, <laughs> can, they, can they sing? That's too? why Mind Pup Fuck. fucks no, with them can't. too, though. Oh, yeah, that's I, what you know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of power lifters out there that are strong as fuck because they have great genetics and they lift mm-hmm. hella heavy weight, but then they don't know what the fuck they're doing. You're talking about two of the smartest guys in this in this little world. Um, I highly recommend it. And they they have programs. They they both, in fact, 
we've discussed doing stuff with them in the future mm-hmm. uh, and creating something similar to this. And maybe that is something mm-hmm. that we do. I know they currently have great stuff right now, but you should definitely be following them on Instagram. But you're right. I mean, they're you're going to be focusing on the main lifts and then you have anything that supports that. And then the one thing too, that powerlifters that's a, a little unique too, is like you, you address like sticking points of yes. a lift. I was just going to talk about that. Yeah. With, and so they, they look into that with using bands or variable resistance to really then, you know, address some of these sticking points in the lift. So you can actually segment, you know, some of these gross motor movements and really isolate and, and figure out like, like where the sticking points lie and let's let's get better you know from that position let's start from that position let's end from that position that let's get the response we want uh you know from that position yeah so an example of that would be let's say your sticking point at your squat is at the bottom then something you may do is squat down pause at the bottom for three you know three two or three seconds mm-hmm. and then come up or maybe do a box squat where you're starting from you know without loading with the negative um, or let's say you have problem with lockout with your deadlift, then you could use chains to where you know as you lift the weight, the weight gets you know yeah. successively heavier, and you're it's lifting. It's basically more at the top. where it's hard. Like you understand it, where in that lift is the hardest for you to like grind your way through it, and a lot of times like you, you're not summoning enough of that intrinsic force to then overcome, mm-hmm. you know, the load. It's, it's, it, there's an interruption there. There's a loss of connection. Yeah. And so it's just, a, it's a matter of like using tools and techniques to address that. A great starter program for a lifter who wants to maybe get, you know, get eventually a, get into that. Yeah. It would be maps anabolic right. maps. Yeah. Anabolic is, it would be one that gets you good at those core lifts and focuses on, overall strength. It's not a powerlifting pro- program per se, but it's a great place to start. It's like a good precursor. Yeah, and then from there you could go to your more specific things. But here's the thing about powerlifting too, because it uses three main lifts, a deadlift, a, a squat, and a bench press, a lot of people think it's it's a well-balanced strength sport. It's actually not. It's actually quite imbalanced. Everything's in the, you know, sagittal plane. everything's in the sagittal plane. And there are some common injuries that you see. One of the best things a power lifter can do, by the way, to prevent some of the most common injuries, which are low back and hip, are split stance squatting movements. Mm-hmm. Uh, lunges and Bulgarian split squats are fantastic well, this is for power lifters. This is why I think yep. it'd be really fun. I mean, I we, we, we'll probably tackle this in the future. I feel pretty confident yeah. with, with the relationships that we have. Uh, the same way that we brought in Robert Oberst. My Oberis, wheels are already turning. Right. The same way we brought in Robert Oberst to assist us w- when we're doing the strong. I'm sure that we'll do something with either Jordan Shallow or Ben Pollock and mm-hmm. actually create something very similar because I could see taking a lot of their experience and knowledge, but then also taking some of the things that I know that we would do differently, which is exactly what you just said, Sal, yep. because this is something that I see in common in even some of the most elite guys. They're so hung up on only their PRs at the bench and at the deadlift and at the squat that they neglect to do a lot of things that will take care of them long. They're and still getting you know injuries. Well, not to and... pick on one of our, our, our other buddies, our other doctor buddy, Lane, but he gets hurt a lot. And yep. you see him starting to yeah. try and incorporate, but he's being forced to incorporate more mobility. Like, it's I an afterthought still. It, sh- it, sh- it should be programmed in every program. And one of the best ways you can do that is what you just said, Sal, is incorporating some unilateral work, which I just saw 
Ben starting to pick up in his routine that he had never even done. He wasn't even doing lunges, mm-hmm. and you could see the way you could how, see how hard it was. Oh, to he wavered left yeah, the right. Dude, yeah, yeah, the dude squats six hundred pounds like butter, yeah. and then you see him do a lunge with one thirty five, and you could just see how unstable that he was. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're really strong at this one lift, but how important that is to complement those things. I think that's something that we would for sure totally. Program and, in. And now, I will say this: if somebody came to me and said. You know, hey Sal. Let's say a guy comes to me and says, "Hey, uh, what do you think is going to be better for me, for my body, and be better for me to learn uh, about training and all that stuff? Should I start off by training and competing in a bodybuilding competition, or training and competing in a powerlifting competition? I'll say powerlifting. For a female, especially if a female came to me and said, "Sal, what should I do? Should I train for co- and compete in bikini, or should I train and compete in powerlifting?" I would say powerlifting. Why? Uh, well, it's going to uh, it's going to speed up your metabolism more. It's going to focus more on general functional strength, although it's still not super functional. Um, and it also negates that crazy extreme dieting that I tend to see people do for first, especially first timers when they get into the those physique and bodybuilding and bikini competitions. That tends to damage people. So when a lot of times when I get females asking me questions and saying they want to compete in something, I tell them. Compete in powerlifting. Go ahead and sign up for powerlifting. It's still not the safest, best (laughs) option. Far better than the sports where you're standing on stage and you're bleeding the fuck out of your body. I mean, and we've said this since day one with Mind Pump. uh, You know, the programming is a hundred times better. Like when you there's actual programming, right? When we address, when we talk shit about programs out there, and it's funny because I remember when we first were talking shit about programs in the fitness industry, we'd get people like, "Oh, what about you know, you know, starting strength? And what about this? No, the guy, yeah, the guys that are teaching powerlifting, you know, what I'm saying that's legit. Yeah, they're fucking. Yeah, they're legit. I mean, legit. But the bodybuilding community and the average gym goer and then the you know whatever you know chick that's doing crazy exercises on Instagram like that are putting it those are all the people that are putting which is a majority they're addressing a majority they're 80% of the people following some program is following it from some whoever on Instagram or some social media star or somebody that's in on a magazine those are the bullshit garbage yeah. programs the legit ones that are out there are actually these these guys and girls that have been around for a long time that are tra- training for powerlifting mm-hmm. because they do put so much emphasis on training those three lifts like a skill and they are the foundation to almost every other lift that mm-hmm. you will possibly do. So if you do approach your programming like that, it's a brilliant way to start anybody on lifting. You just don't need to go for some PRs and records, but follow the programming, I think, right. is, is but genius. The, but some of the, some movements that I would incorporate with a power lifter to both prevent injury um, and to increase their, their strength through stability – are split stance exercises, lateral um, exercises, like a lateral lunge would be fantastic. And rotational movements. Rotational movements, uh, stability for core type movements, so planks, side planks, those are going to be really really phenomenal. Um, I would recommend uh, pull-down movements for the lats, which a lot of them do anyway because they incorporate that in their bench press. Lots of internal external rotation exercises for the shoulders. For the shoulders. Um, And then when deadlifting, if you use an alternate grip, watch out, make sure you alternate from right, you know, supinated to left supinated back and forth or learn how to do a hook grip because I can tell you right now, I watch power lifters all the time. I love the sport and you can tell the guys that always pull with one particular type of side mm-hmm. and you can see it's uneven development in their back um, and that's just because the supinated hand tends to retract the scapula a little bit um, and sometimes you get bicep tears as a result as well. Next question is from Exo Bethany. Fasted cardio versus fasted weightlifting. Which one is better, or are they the same? 
Splitting hairs. Ooh. It is splitting hairs. Yeah. It would it would matter on what your goal yeah, is, right? Preference, yeah. too. right? What you're trying to accomplish on whether you would do uh, fasted cardio or fast. I, I think fasted weightlifting for someone who's trying to build mm. uh, is probably not the the greatest strategy. I mean, I think if you're trying to build, you one you would probably like some glucose to to mm. push the lift. I don't think a lot of people do well. Like in like I mean I I feel like you can, but like I feel like some people do actually need sustenance. You know, going into their workout. Performance wise, yeah, I I personally do better fasted typically when I work out, but that's because I wake up and I train early in the morning. So if I did eat in the morning, it would be like thirty minutes before my workout, in which case that's probably too soon before my workout. If I worked out in the afternoon, I would probably want to eat something at least a couple hours before. Now here's the thing: if your workout's going to be long and arduous and grueling. Then you're probably going to want to have some some food in your system from an hour or two before, and studies will show that your performance is going to be much better. If you're doing a traditional resistance training, 45 to 60 minute workout, you're probably going to be absolutely fine. And so with this, I always I always defer to the you know it depends. It's up to the person. I've had yeah. clients, I've had clients that could not work out. If they were fasted, it would make them nauseous. Right. Well, that, they, that's what I'm saying. And yeah. most people can do light cardio, you know, fasted versus mm-hmm. like the the opposite, right? I've, I've had the same experience where it's like kind of a 50-50, you know, whether or not they're going to do well working out fasted. Well, I don't even recommend cardio, true cardio, fasted at all. You know, I think a lot of people confuse um, fasted cardio with like fasted walking. Like that's what I, when I, when I'm like getting ready for a show. So I'm like hit. Well, no, no. When I'm when I'm getting ready for it, no. Cardio is like when you hit your cardio threshold, which means your heart rate's one forty five plus, depending oh, on the person. Yeah. Like that's pushing. That's pushing hard. Like and and doing cardio. That's what cardio is. Cardio does not is not considered cardio until you break mm. that threshold. Everyone's threshold is unique to the individual. A generic number is roughly 145 beats per minute yeah. is about when you hit that threshold. Yeah, they're thinking, I'm just going to walk on the treadmill at 2.5. Yeah. 2. Right. So I that is what, I mean, I'm okay with that, like fasted cardio for that, for going in and walking, but pushing the body really hard like that while you're completely depleted, I'm not a fan of doing that, especially if you're in the competitive world where you're trying to hang on to all the muscle because you're sending a signal to the body like, hey, I'm depleted, I have no calories, and I'm pushing the body really hard for a long duration. Not a smart strategy well, for a competitor who wants to keep weight on, well, muscle, well, muscle here, mass on. Here's what's interesting too. When you train really hard fasted, you get a very high and long-lasting growth hormone spike, which is great for fat loss. It's mm-hmm. excellent for fat loss. When you eat, uh, that growth hormone s- drops significantly and then insulin goes up. Now, insulin is, a lot of people don't know this, the most anabolic hormone in the body. It's more anabolic than even testosterone, but it's anabolic for everything. It can also make you store body fat. But it is also a very potent muscle builder. In fact, this is widely believed to be the reason why bodybuilders got so massive in the 90s and continue to be massive uh, and there was just a huge contrast because they started to learn how to use insulin. And so if you want to build a lot of muscle, theoretically, eating before and eating after give you that insulin spike. It's going to be more anabolic. If you want to get lean, fasted, theoretically, is better because your growth hormone levels are high and your insulin levels are low. So you store less body fat and you burn more body fat. Now, what does the evidence suggest? The evidence suggests it doesn't almost doesn't matter. It's, it's splitting hairs. If you're in a calorie deficit, you'll get lean. If you're not, you won't. It doesn't really make a huge difference. And if I were to list all the things that were important 
in regards to you know things that will affect your performance and muscle gain and all that stuff. Whether or not you are fasted or not, it, it, it doesn't matter except for your preference. And if you really prefer one over the other because you notice there's a big difference, then go with that and don't right, worry about the other stuff. Because you got you to take into consideration your performance in those two things, right? Like how well you – and that was a, a big thing that I remember when Lane was busting that years back about the whole fasted cardio thing. It's like, well, if you do cardio fasted and it's like you're, you're grueling to get through it and it's killing you to do it, all you had to do was eat and you can push on the cardio that, you know, 10% more. Well, the fact that you were fed and can push 10% more, you're going to get 5% more out of the cardio. Right. So why why go in fasted? The same thing goes for weight training. If you go into weight training fasted and you're sluggish and you just you can tell you don't have any energy and you feel flat and you can't like I feel sometimes when I lift in a fasted state and it and it hinders my performance. Well, then it's a no brainer that being fed into that into that lift is would be more beneficial. So it's mm -hmm. really that it's to each their own mm -hmm. because it's splitting hairs on the difference of the science, which I think a lot of people get hung up on just so they can market and pitch something. It's really up to you. Like if you can do, if you get up in the morning and do just fine getting on a piece of cardio equipment with no food in your system, then do it by all means. If you feel fine doing it weight training, then do it all means. But if it yep. if it's hindering the performance, well then I would this, I would address dude, that. I'm still I'm curious. I'm hung up on you know the bodybuilders like figuring out insulin. Like, do you know like the protocol with that by chance or like you know how how would they? <laughs> How would they inject at like one point? Like, do they do it before the workout, after the workout? Uh, what does that look like? So this is based off it's of post workout, and then with they carbs, eat, and then they eat. Yeah, yeah like a low carb. Then they like load a carbs. shitload of carbs. Yeah. And then they, but listen, this is this is on what we hear and do. Yeah, not, no, I'm not. Like, insulin is a I'm, dangerous hormone to fuck with. Right, because I I know you know with testosterone and like I've you know I'm just curious about these things because this this is all like that 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 taboo stuff nobody talks about. Oh ever, well, well bodybuilders are fucking they're they're kamikaze scientists and they really figure this shit out through right. trial and error. But definitely definitely common, not very common in the men's physique. Although I can't speak for every men's physique athlete and say that none do it. I don't. I don't know any of the pros that were fucking with insulin on the men's physique category, but almost all the bodybuilders do. The pros, yeah. yeah oh, not even, yeah, any, almost huh. even the amateur bodybuilders. Like, it's yeah. kind of a staple thing in the bodybuild. If you're going to get Such big. a dangerous hormone. Because the, guy, the guys, yeah. like Sal saying, in the 90s, they blew up so much because of that, that if you even ha are aspiring to be a pro bodybuilder one day and you're at the amateur level, most of them are already fucking with insulin yeah. even at the amateur level. But again, such a dangerous scary. hormone. You could literally very, very put scary. yourself in a coma, give yourself diabetes. Like, it's, uh, it's, and yeah, you know why you bodybuilders, don't, you, don't fuck with you know why bodybuilders stayed away from insulin for a long time? Because it's been around for a long time. They stayed away from it because they thought it would make them fat. So bodybuilders didn't right. want to take Which it. Which it definitely can. It can. Yeah, but, if you don't do it right. But they know how to do it now and, and it, you know, the way they use it now and it puts muscle on. But yeah, don't, I definitely don't recommend it. But you know, what this question really highlights for me when I read stuff like this, because I remember early on as a personal trainer, we were taught that you never worked out fasted. You always ate before and you always ate after. That's what we were taught. But the, one of the things that I love about the fact that we've all trained so many, you know, thousands of people is that our experience teaches us it, it you know it depends the answer is it depends i've right. had enough clients that do better fasted and yeah. i've had enough clients that do better fed to know that there is no correct answer to well, this question well you know you know how i like to address this or approach this with my own self personally is i like to play with it yeah i like to do it 
fasted sometimes. I like to do it fed sometimes. Both of them, because I I subscribe to the you know more like um, you know what Doctor Andy Galpin talks about, which is we're either optimizing or adapting. And so, and I do the same thing with my nutrition. Like if I've been eating in a certain pattern, I love to break it up. I just did this the other day. I mean, I've never done this before. And the reason why I did it was because I've never done it before. And I thought, well, this would be a cool way to do a mild stress on the body where I do this long 24 plus hour fast and then I feed all in one meal. I've just never done that before. Mm-hmm. And it's and because it's gonna it's going to change, it's gonna make some sort of change in my body because my body's never experienced that before. And so I kind of think that way when I address things like this. It's like, well, you know, if you've never done the fasted cardio thing before well, why don't you give it a try and see how you feel when you do it and, and mm-hmm. see this response that your body gives you and is it something that you like doing or not? And if you've been doing it for a really long time, try doing it fed. See how that is, you know? Next question is from Ricky Rondoneff. How do you properly train a person with thyroid problems? You know, anytime you train somebody who has hormone issues or hormonal imbalances, the key to understand uh, in training them is that you know exercise is a stress on the body. And the reason why they have a hormone imbalance um, many times is that their body's not handling stress very well or maybe overwhelmed. Um, functional medicine doctors will call like HPA axis uh, dysfunction, for example, where the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and the adrenals, that all communicate with each other is just off. And so you have these hormone imbalances. And so when I train people and they come to me and they say, you know, I have Hashimoto's or, you know, I have thyroid issues. I'm on medication or I need to go on medication. My goal with the training is really to try to bring their body more into balance. Now, what does that look like? Well, it, it looks, it depends on the person, but many times what it looks like is if we do resistance training, it's traditional strength training at a moderate intensity. Yes. I almost never beat the worst crap case you could do. And, and what I've caught with these people, I'm glad you picked this question because mm-hmm. I, I got asked on my Instagram the other day. And it was like, this is not a short answer because yeah. there, there are so many variables. But if if this is the case, like I'm very, very delicate with how I push them. Because like you're saying, like the, the str- they're already stressed as it is. And more than likely, that's part of what's throwing them off, whether it be a ton of stress that they have at work. They're not sleeping very that's well. Right. They've been punishing their body before. They're on different medications. Like there's normally a lot of these other variables that's causing a thyroid issue. And so my goal is to take like each one of those little things and start to address them. Like, like let's just talk about sleep. And that's like, that's the whole conversation. Like let's improve upon that. Like, and then like Sal saying, if I am weight training, it's very, it's, it's more recuperative than it is like trying to push them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last thing they need is some sort of orange theory class or some sort of hit type of training. Well, that's exactly what people with thyroid problems who don't know any better go towards. Right. Because, you know, when you have, if you have low thyroid, for example, um, then you're, you're having trouble losing weight. So you think I'm going to go beat myself up. If you have too much thyroid and you're anxious or whatever, you may actually feel some relief from working out real hard because you get that 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 feeling afterwards. Both of which is totally wrong. In both situations, you don't want to hammer the body. They just mm-hmm. make things a lot worse. What you want to do with that individual is you want to train them appropriately, and it's typically a moderate intensity, traditional strength training, but the majority of the training looks like mobility, mm-hmm. looks like stretching, looks like working on range of motion, focusing on sleep, and, and possibly things like meditation. And diet. Diet yeah, is a big one. Improves their gut health. Gut health is huge yeah. with 
HPA access to this is one of the big things too, because uh, you know Courtney has has a bit of a thyroid you know issue too, and just addressing the gut health more very much more specifically um, has has done wonders as far as you know her being able to lower her medication down and also just you know bring her back to a little bit more of a balanced uh, hormone profile. So um, you know that just addressing that is such a big piece to this puzzle. Yeah, what happens with your hormones, if, if, when hormones are elevated for a long time, for whatever reason, because your hormones get affected by your lifestyle, your, your food, your, your, even your moods and your thoughts, right? When they get elevated for too long, your body tries to balance itself, because your body's always seeking balance. It always wants to be in homeostasis. And so if, if one hormone is really high, then counter hormones or antibodies can get raised to offset it, or... Uh, what happens also is receptors that those hormones attach to start to downregulate, and then you start to feel normal with a hormone imbalance, um, and then that can become a problem because then you become further desensitized later on down the road. So you'll see this many times. Sometimes people have cortisol resistance even um, from being high stress all the time. It's funny because mm-hmm. these people with cortisol resistance will feel fantastic from when, doing when high they train hard well, from doing high stress things because it squirts uh, yeah, out yeah. more cortisol. Right. And then they start to feel normal, not realizing that that's the opposite of what they should do. I've been saying this on the show forever, that most people gravitate to the things that they shouldn't be doing. Like the types of classes, like the the people that I see, and I remember seeing this at Orange Theory, I remember seeing this at boot camps, I remember seeing this in, in, in the gym, doing the circuits in the hits. The people that cortisol junkies. Yes, the people that love those are the type A high performers. Don't sleep very well at night. Fucking punish the worst people. Those are the worst thing that you could be. Just reiterating all that stress and Mm -hmm. just compiling it, Mm -hmm. you know, internally. And they think because they get that rush that you're talking about afterwards. Try telling that person it's not for them. They'll be like, but it makes me feel. I I feel so good. Uh, I feel so good afterwards. I feel you know, no shit. You do. So does a junkie every time they stick a needle in their arm. That's it. Next up is Camarones eight one one. What are some good strategies to implement for someone on a lower income that still wants to eat quality ingredients? There's a you know there's a bit of a myth out there. Prioritize it. Yeah, well, there's a, there is. There's a myth out there that eating healthy I is, don't know if it's is, a total myth, bro. It, okay, here's why it's... Here's, calorie for calorie, it's not a myth. I'll tell you why it's a myth. If you go to restaurants and you go and buy advertised super healthy food and super organic and all that stuff, it is more expensive because they're catering to a wealthy market. Right. If you go buy the basics, rice is cheap as fuck. Right. Well, yeah. or, or, organic chicken, you can find that shit in bulk, cheap as fuck. You could buy tuna fish, very inexpensive. Yeah, but no, it's buying the stuff that's already made is more expensive. Yes, that, that, that's yeah, that's quality. Absolutely, and and here's the other thing: you want to buy organic, non-GMO type stuff. It's not that. It's not that. It's the argument is that shittier food is still cheaper. That's oh, yeah, a, that's it, it a fact. It's very that's, cheap. It, and that's easy. not not a fact. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Mm-hmm. Even, even your points you're making right now. Organic chicken is more expensive than regular chicken. Well, hold on a second. Now, you're ca- now uh, there's another point I want to make here. You are calculating just the cost of the food, but that's not the only cost of the food. When you eat cheap, bad food for you, and you're looking at it and you're saying, I'm saving $50 on my weekly food bill by going with this garbage food, that's not the only thing. That's not the only cost associated with that food. How much does your food. medication cost? Your, your health 
can become quite fucking expensive. That's, Your lack of productivity. That's fair. Is very I mean, that's fair to say that, but to also say that there's like this myth of like it being that. That's why I'm saying there's a myth. It's the myth. There's two reasons why there's a myth. One is that the, there's a myth that eating healthy is ridiculously expensive. Well, yeah, that's a. It's not ridiculously yeah, expensive. Yeah, but it, but it's not. And then the other one is is because look at fruits, vegetables, uh, like I said, chicken, rice oatmeal like they're all actually quite inexpensive you can buy them in bulk and if you want to go organic which isn't the most important thing but sure that's also important you can also find them today relatively inexpensive and then you have sites like thrive market which is mm. non-gmo huge selection of organic foods and the prices there are comparable like you well, can buy yeah i mean i love yeah and i love uh, thrive market for that too but like we don't really highlight the fact with butcher box like how convenient that is to get like really high quality right. you know grass finished you know grass fed beef that's like that that to me has always been a barrier because yeah. it's it, like going to the butcher or whatever to get that meat has been really expensive and then it's inconvenient and then yeah they, they figure that one out dude yeah. i was always stoked on I'll that i'll tell you what the uh what the huge problem is it isn't the price it's convenience right like, shitty food is super convenient yeah. now i get that like you're a, if you're a mom or your dad or a dad, and you've got kids. He's <laughs> microwave it, and or, it's at well, you know it's after it's ready the, to go already. Yeah, after work, you pick up your kid, you take him to soccer practice. Oh shit, we're done with soccer practice. It's six thirty. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's. I can get a meal for my whole family for twenty bucks, and it's boom, it's fast. Yeah. That's where we get the problem. Right. You know, yeah. that's the issue. Yeah. Or they're beating health and that, food on and that. And that's yeah. to me, that's the real truth. The real yeah. truth is that is that you know it comes down to more of that because you're right. There's there's definitely inexpensive. I just answered uh, Enzo. Enzo asked me this question on his his new his YouTube. So if you're not following Enzo's vlog that he does, it's really good. And he asked me this, like you know, for Did high he school. Tell kid. you to bring him up to get him subscribers. Right now. <laughs> no, I've, I've been hooking him up. I, you know, he's doing yeah. really good. It's actually I, I, it's been fun to watch him. Build no, he's it. been he's been jumping up. That's why I ask. You know, he's doing well. Yeah, he is. So the 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 thing that I said was the what go to for me. Uh, I love to go get the rotisserie chicken. You know, that's our for fast, right? So I'm I'm trying to oh, yeah. compliment like what you're saying. It's like right. five bucks, right? Yeah. That is like five move. five bucks, you get the whole chicken, mm -hmm. you know, and it's really good. They don't put a bunch of shit in it and everything like that. It's it's pumped full of sodium. So they shoot some sodium in there, so you and water. So you're definitely taking that in, but that ain't bad, you're fine. So a rotisserie chicken and you get a rice cooker. You pop that mm -hmm. you pop that sucker in and you could steam the veggies in the inside one of those. I still love George Foreman grills, man. Oh, like you that, still you still rock that, I, huh, dude? When I was batching it, you know, I used college, that a lot. As oh a, my as god, because then you could still get like like getting meat and you know veggies or whatever. Like you can you can just grill it all together and then you're done. You know, yeah. it's, it's really convenient. Yeah. Well, I grew that's how I cook. So I'm I use my grill, right? Yeah, I, I just use the shit I just grill I grill up for and again, it's you know it. How important is it to you? Yeah, you know, like when I if I had a client sitting across from me and they use it, I would. I mean, I would call them on their shit. I'd just be like, are you just making excuses not? to get in shape because it takes a little bit it takes one more step it does you know you obviously don't want it that way, which is fine and that's how i tell people i say listen it's not a priority to you and one day it probably will be though when your health is in a situation where you have to which is unfortunate that we think this and way. that's the way that's what it is you have to kind of paint it that way because i've had this conversation with many many clients and i tell them i say make a list of the most important things that you believe you need to prioritize in your life and when we sit there and we talk about it we make a list Health is number one. It's at the top because if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter what the other priorities are. I don't care right. if your priorities are your kids. I don't care if it's your job. I don't care if it's your, your spouse. If you don't have your health, 
All those other priorities don't mean shit. Not only not only does it mean not mean shit, but it's also crazy. And and I challenge someone to, to ask themselves truly this: like yeah, that that's been in shape and out of shape. All those things that are so important to you. Envision yourself completely out of shape, experiencing all those things, and envision yourself in the best shape of your life. Of course, and the experience itself is enhanced ten times. Well, that's what I'm saying. All all things. Yeah, it's not even just it's not even just that you'll die sooner, you'll get sick, and you'll be on medicine. Forget that. Your quality of life goes down the shitter yeah. when you're not. All your abilities go yeah. away. All you have to do, and here, here's a fun, here's a great thing about health. This is what I love about health so much. And this is why I love we're in, why we're in the market of health because we could we're selling a product or we're selling something that makes everything better. Everybody benefits. There's nothing. There's nothing else I can think of that does that. If you improve your health and your vitality, anything else that you do. Is better. I don't give a fuck what it is. I don't care what it. I don't. I don't care if you do drugs. I don't care if you go gamble in Vegas. That shit's way more fun when you're healthy. I don't care if you. You know, you like to do. You want to bang hard. hookers in shape. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what you like to do. If you've got more better health and more vitality, it's better because you're healthy. And so it's it's like the number one thing you should prioritize. And when you do, everything else gets better. Not only that, but. You'll probably make more money. You'll be more productive. You'll have better relationships. You'll be a better example to your kids. Your kids, your kids will be healthy, which means they'll suffer from less depression, less anxiety. Like I can't think of anything more important than that. So the reason why I'm saying that is, yes, shitty food is more convenient, but is it really? Hmm. Yes, sometimes it could be cheaper. Right, in the but short is term. It, but is it really? Right. It's not. Absolutely not. So th- what I like to tell people when they say I can't afford to eat healthy, I tell them you can't afford not to eat healthy. Hmm. And with that, listen, go to mindpumpfree.com. We have guides on there, absolutely free for everybody. Also, five days left for the MAPS Strong launch. Get strong. $30 off. Everybody. This is crazy. It's flying off the shelves. I think we only have three left. <laughs> three left. <laughs> the virtual shelves are coming down. Oh, shit. There's only three left. If you go to mapsstrong.com, M-A-P-S-S-T-R-O-N-G.com, and use the code STRONG30, that's the word strong with the number 30, no space, you'll get $30 off and you'll get a free T-shirt. Remember, this promotion ends Sunday, the 16th. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.